Nerds, dweebs, dorks, not born, but made. Nerds were once ridiculed, mocked, wedgied. Undeterred, nerds have persevered to take over the mainstream, defining popular culture. This is the story of one such nerd, blazing his own middle-aged trail. And now, he is determined to pass along his knowledge to the next generation. For this is... Hello! Welcome to Indoctrination, where we aim to discover if a 40-something dad can convince his children that the nerdy stuff he loves is cool. I'm your host, Tom Walworth, and welcome to my journey to paternal relevance or irrelevance. So before I get too far, I just want to explain a little bit of the plan that I had and the reality that is called life. I had hoped that we would be banking episodes left and right, and every time we had a break, we would like record three episodes, and then I'd get around to editing them on my free time. Turns out I don't have a lot of free time, and also it is hard to get those kids to want to record all the time. Because watching the stuff is fun, but recording can be a little draining when you're trying to remember everything and be funny and on target. Instead of trying to get the episodes out every Friday, we'll just get them out when we can. I'll probably stick to Fridays. It's been Saturdays the last couple of episodes. We'll just have them release on the Friday that happens closest to whenever I finish the editing. So the first episode that we're discussing this week is The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. This was first aired on October 29th, 1992. It is 29th in the air order, but it is the ninth episode on the second volume of the collection. Starting with our writing team, David Wise wrote the story. David Wise's IMDb credits, only about 36 titles deep, but he has done work on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Book Rogers of the 25th Century, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, and probably, even though he's known for this, I'm not going to watch Beastmaster 3, The Eye of Braxis. I think I can take a pass. Although I love the first Beastmaster, and I've seen the second Beastmaster, but I'd prefer never to acknowledge anything but the first one. Our teleplay was written by Judith Reeves-Stevens and Garfield Reeves-Stevens, a writing duo that I assume are married. And they are both known for things like the Lost World TV series, Star Trek Enterprise... They wrote five episodes together. Their most recent credit for TV was the screenplay to Alien Stole My Body, and they've written also quite a few novels. Their bio on IMDb is quite the press release. I highly recommend you read it. In the segment about our voice cast, it's going to be pretty small because the vast majority of the voice cast has already been discussed with Kevin Conroy as Batman and Alfred and the Joker and the Penguin and Two-Face. So we're going to focus on some of the smaller characters and our new villain. Carmen Zepeda is the voice of the judge, who we are going to hear about at the very beginning of the episode. She has a career that includes a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, if that picture on IMDb is to be believed. She passed away in 2014, and her last credit was in the role of Old Woman in a TV movie about Fidel Castro in 2002. But I would like to point out she was also in Point of No Return, also as a judge, and Sister Act and Sister Act 2 as a choir nun. So I'm guessing she was a bit of a singer as well. In the role of Renee Montoya, 
is Ingrid Oliu, who is also known for Flatliners and Stand and Deliver back in 1988. I would have hoped that her career would have included more credits than I recognize, only because I just think everyone who works on this show deserves to have a lot more luminous credits. And her work as Montoya, even though it's fairly limited, only seven episodes, I really love her portrayal of the character. But she's not really in this episode that much. And our final cast member is the voice of our villain, Dr. Hugo Strange, voiced by Ray Butanica. His known fours include movies like My Girl and Heat and TV shows like Jag and Rhoda, 28 episodes in Rhoda, back in the year of my birth. But his most recent credit is as a voice in The Sopranos, Road to Respect video game. I think he does a great job as Hugo Strange. I thought his characterization of Hugo Strange was really great, but I think that the writers fell down a little bit and didn't give him the sort of menace that I've seen him capable of in both comics and other media. That didn't make it into my review with the kids, so I will let you listen to our thoughts and stop talking. We are trying something new today. Yeah! Based on... Wait, before we get too far, before I give credit to people, we should probably figure out what I'm calling you for this episode. Yes. Normally I start with the firstborn, but I'm going to start with the secondborn. What name would you like to be called this episode? And Catwoman. you going to be Catwoman? All right. How about you? Mega Charizard X. Mega Charizard X. How about you yes. just, How about it's How just... How about MCX? MCX. Yeah. Okay, MCX and Catwoman. We were having a discussion about why the recording process has been so difficult for us. And Catwoman, what did you say was the problem? I couldn't remember. So, MCX, what was your suggestion? That we watched the episode on my dad's computer. So not only are what we... What do you want to be called, Dad? Dad's good. No. I don't want, I don't need Nick a code names. name. Part of it was, oh yeah, we don't have that walking 20 feet from the couch to the recording studio. But we're also going to try something else new, and that is we're going to try as best as we can to watch the episode up until an obvious commercial break. And we're going to talk about what we just saw, and then we're going to go right back into watching the episode till the next commercial break. What that means for you, the listener, is just a few more of those interview transitions, but that's about it. For us here at the Walworth Studios, it'll go faster. Today's episode is... The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creepy. There's a hint in the title about who the villain is going to be, but it's not a character that I think either of you know. The Riddler? The, no, the str- it's a brand new one. <gasps> the Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. Who does secrets? Well, that's why I said you don't know this character. So I'm trying to decide if I want to tell you anything about him before we see it. I don't think I will. I think I'm just let you dive in and experience it for yourself. You give us a little hint. Well, I don't know what, why I would give you a hint because you've literally never heard of this character, so it wouldn't. I wouldn't be hinting you toward anything that you already knew. It's not Joker. It's not Riddler. It's not Scarecrow. It's not Mad Hatter. <laughs> it's not Catwoman. It's not Poison Ivy. It's not I... the Penguin. It's not Clayface. It's not Killer Croc. It's not the Clock King. It's not the... What's the guy from the Underdwellers? I don't even know. The... The Sewer King? Yeah, it's not the Sewer King. It's not that... The Under King. Now we watch the first act of The Strange Case of Bruce Wayne. So we just returned from the first commercial break. Yeah. And in that first segment, 
What did we see? <gasps> a bridge with a metal gate and a woman walked in. For some reason, the big suspension bridge was closed. Who was the woman? A judge. And what was she doing on that bridge? I don't know. Wait, what? what? She was going to meet two people that were going to give her a videotape, but they didn't. They were supposed to give her a videotape for money. So this is called, has a few different names. One is extortion. Another one is called blackmail. So if you blackmail someone, it means that you have a secret that they don't want people to know, and you are being paid to keep silent. Or in this case, you're getting paid to get rid of the evidence that the person didn't want people to see. When she gives them the money, what's going on with the money? She was going to trade for a videotape. And what did they say? Hand over the money. And she did. They were about to give her the videotape. But? They didn't. Because? I forget. She didn't have quite enough money, and so, much like banks do these days, they're like, you don't have enough money? Well, then we're going to charge you even more of the money you don't have. It was something like 20 grand short. They decided to make the price go up to $100,000. And they say something to the judge. I can't remember exactly what it was, so I'm not going to try to pretend I know what it was. But it was something like when you do bad things, you got to what? Does it pay the consequences or something like that? Pay the consequences. Well, let's pretend that that's what they said, even though I don't remember. Do you know what a consequence is? Something that is kind of bad or something. Yeah. It can be. But basically, it just means that when you do something, something else is going to happen. In this case, she apparently put something on a videotape that she wished she hadn't, and now the consequences is she has to pay lots of money. And who enters the scene at this point? Batman. Batman. Correct. <laughs> the shortest version is they get into a fight, and as a result, what happens? Um, the judge gets unconscious. Can we figure out why she gets unconscious? Does, do either of you remember why that happened? No one knows? Okay, let's work backwards. Where did she lose consciousness? On the metal bar. What was she doing on the metal bar? Trying to get the videotape. Why was the videotape out there? Because one of the people dropped it and it fell onto that metal bar. She crawls out there onto this beam that is apparently not very steady. And she's reaching for the tape and somehow she passes out. Did she like get hit or something? Hit on the head. With what? The metal bar hit her on the head. Oh, I don't Okay, I missed that part. But she got knocked unconscious and the videotape fell out of her hand. Dropped in the sea. The bad guys drive off, and I thought they grabbed the bag of money when they were running to the car, but what do we see as they speed away? The money. money. The bag of money. <laughs> I think they just thought it looked cool to have the bag falling and the bills flying out of it, but it doesn't make any sense because they completely had it. The paramedics get there to help the judge. What happens in the conversation between Batman and Commissioner Gordon? Good thing she didn't get hurt. She didn't or get hurt. Or something like that. Right, that was part of it. She went to um, Yahama Springs? You got the springs right, and you got the Y right, but it's Yucca. Yucca Springs. Ohio. Not Ohio, Yucca. <laughs> it's a plant. What was happening at the Yucca Springs Resort? We skipped a part. What was that? When Batman, like, climbs up a rope and gets in the... No, that actually... fire thing. We're still in the conversation with, with, with Gordon. Because Gordon... Okay, I'll fill in the blank, because you guys apparently can't do it today. They had a dinner? 
Thank you. Yes, they had the dinner, and he said she had gone to some relaxation resort. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And he mentions Yucca Springs. And then one of the officers on scene gives him some information about the license plate. And where's the license plate for the bad guy's car? Yucca Springs. Right. And that's where he makes the connection. Or, or no. Yeah, he says, yeah, Yucca Springs Resort. And Batman, he mentions that it's a subsidiary of a guy that we've already seen a couple times in this show. Do you Dr. Remember? Strange. No. Daggett. Correct. Roland Daggett. Uh, he's in a, quite a few things, but if you recall, it was his company that made the stuff that turned Clayface into Clayface. Now, you were saying he gets up on the rope and he goes up to the thing. The, no, no, the Batwing. Who is in the Batwing? Robin. They have an uncharacteristic, well, maybe it's characteristic for this show, but when I think of Batman and Robin, I don't think of them as being very lighthearted, but they have a pretty lighthearted little exchange. Do I look stressed at all? And Robin says something. You. You something. Like, no way. Big. No, not you. They're having a little joke, and so, like you said, Catwoman, what does that man say? He needs to go to Yaka Springs. Well, he says, I, think I need, need a vacation. I need a vacation. Vacation. Bruce takes Alfred to Yucca Springs, mm-hmm. and then he goes to see Doctor Strange, which I think is the strange from the title of the episode. It's a strange case of Bruce Wayne. So, no, strange secret. Oh, strange secret. Thank you. Strange secret. There's a different... I was thinking of something else. So he goes in to have his session with Dr. Hugo Strange. Hugo. Yes. <laughs> Where do you think Hugo Strange is from? Um, Ireland? That is not an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere, like, probably from Europe, anywhere from Germany or east of Germany. How would you describe the session that... Bruce had with Doctor Strange. Very, very strange. Okay, you can do better than that. <laughs> strange. What was strange about it? It used a machine just before the um, uh, commercial break. Yes. Doctor Strange says, good day to you, Batman. Basically what seems to be happening is he's asking him questions, right? And he's got these like machines probing his brain or whatever. And I guess somehow those brain probes turn into pictures on the screen. What did he see on the screen that made him say that Bruce Wayne is Batman? A dark blue fist well, and a bat signal. That's true. We, did, we got the bat symbol and the, the fist. How did he get Bruce to get those images in his head? What were they talking about? Revenge. For what? I forget. What happened to his parents? Died. They died. When he was a kid. Correct. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, did we see in earlier episodes the scene where his parents die? Um, I'm trying to remember if that actually gets shown. Never, ever, yeah. ever once. Do you remember which episode it was? This episode. Before this episode. Did they show it before this episode? Uh, nope. Okay. Well, I... oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. When he has a dream? Maybe. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But let's say for the sake of the argument that we've never seen this before. So we're getting... Some images. We see a gun. We see his mom's face. We see his dad's face. You can't see, but I'm putting my hand over my eye and shaking my fist in the air. I get the fist thing, but why are you covering your, your eye with your hands? To mean like I'm crying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want my pip. I know you, you're, you're <laughs> acting and you're being silly, but the, the thought of losing your parents is actually pretty scary. 
So it's probably not something we should laugh about. I just like the voice. Of Are you laughing at your, you're laughing at your dramatic reinterpretation of Bruce Wayne? I'm so sorry, parents. Okay. If, I will tell you this much. You may be seven, but if you were an actor trying to show me that you were sad that your parents died, I would not believe you based on what you, that voice you just did. My I want my parents back. And you can barely say anything without making a smiley face. Yeah. Okay, well, let's shut this down. Um, let's, no, let's, let's... my parents. Uh, we got it. And cut. Okay, print it. So we're going to take a break and see you on the other side. So when we left off, Dr. Strange just realized that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing he does? He calls the Joker. To do what, Catwoman? To call the Penguin or Two-Face. Why is he calling them? To come over. There's a word that he says. He says he's going to auction off the tape. What does auction mean? As in he's going to give it to... To somebody for a ton of money. Right, but we've seen an auction once before in the very first episode of, that we watched, The Cat and the Claw, where Bruce is being auctioned off for a date. And who wins the auction? I forget. In an auction, the person who wins is the person who does what? I don't know. Promises to pay the most money. So, Strange is leaving the compound in his car with his goons. And Bruce uses this as an opportunity to do what? See what happened and check out the machine. What does he discover about the machine, Catwoman? It shows pictures of what you did when you were a child. Well, that's what they were in the case of Bruce and the judge. But what does Bruce say when he sees the video? I forgot. Do you remember MCX? No. It reads... Your mind. Reads your thoughts. Well, not only reads your thoughts, but it projects your thoughts onto a videotape. Where was Dr. Strange going? To an auctioning place? No, that's where they end up at the end of the segment. Where did he go in his car? I don't remember. How can you not remember? He drove out, picked some people up, and came back. Where did he go? Um, To the airport. Thank you. He went to the airport, and as Catwoman already mentioned, who was there? Joker? Two-Face and the Penguin. Nothing really important happens at the airport other than they get picked up. I don't know how well they know each other, but they clearly had a flight over from Gotham to this yucca place. Yucca Springs. They return. Alfred warns Bruce. That Strange is here. What are the last two things that Bruce does before he has to get out of the room? He erases all the tapes. He's been erasing the tapes, so I guess there's three things. He erases all the tapes, and he... Destroys the machine. But before he destroys the machine, he does one last thing. He records a video of his um, uh, childhood again. Or something. We don't know what he recorded, but we know that he started oh, He started the, recording. the governor's thing. Well, he already got rid of the judge's thing before. So he, was, he saw her tape and saw that she had started a fire at the Gotham docks 30 years ago. And that's what she didn't want people to know because it was an accident. He erases her tape and he starts erasing all the tapes of all the people. And then he makes a new tape, but we don't know what's on it. What do you think was the point of him making the new tape? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Doctor Strange auctioning off? He's auctioning off Batman's identity, right? By reading Bruce Wayne's thoughts? Yeah. So if you were Batman and you were trying to hide your identity, what would you think about to put on that tape? I think about love. 
I would think about <clears throat> and cuteness. Um, I I would think about Pokemon. Well, Pokemon hadn't come out yet. It was like, going to be a few years later. Well, actually, no. It was going to be I it was going to be the next year. Pokemon didn't come out until 1993, I think. This was 19. This is 1992. Mm-hmm. And when they wrote and recorded the episode, it was probably even earlier than that. I would be thinking about the upcoming year that Pokemon would be coming out. He wouldn't know about Pokemon. And let's be honest, I don't even think that the Batman show is set in 1992. I think we covered all the things that, that you, you think that you would think of. But what would Batman think about? What's the point of making that video? I don't know. I think you can think more creatively than that. Well, who's supposed to see this video? Joker. Whoever wins the auction, right? So in order for them to see the wrong video... How is he going to make sure that that happens? He's going to swap the tapes. Did you see him swap the tape? No. I didn't either. But when they locked him up, literally put him in chains, he seemed very pleased with himself. (laughs) And then then they go to the auction. And here's the thing I find really funny, because they must have been really far away from Doctor Strange with the tape. Because he says, well, I have the secret identity of Batman. And he holds up the tape. And what is written on the tape? Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. I figured if the audience can see it, why can't those guys? I don't know. We're about to find out. Here's what happens. Doctor Strange is about to auction off the identity of Batman. What do the bad guys do? Two-Face bids 100000 He actually bids uh, 500000 The Penguin bids a million. Mm-hmm. Then Two Face bids two million, and then they sort of get into a fight. And then Joker bids all of the money. Penguin is the one that says that they should pool their resources. I think it's a dumb idea for them to pool their resources. How many millions of dollars did they give him? Do you remember? Six million. Fifty-seven million. Holy and something cents. Right, fifty-two cents. Regardless, even if it was six million, do you think the three of them could have overpowered Doctor Strange and his two goons? Yes. Why do we know this is true? I don't know. Because that's exactly what they do in about two minutes of the story. Yeah. So they could have just taken the tape for no money at all. Mm-hmm. Instead, what happens is they dump all the money, Doctor Strange puts the tape in, and before the tape starts playing... Batman puts two cables together. Or something. Which makes me think that there's like, I don't know, a V8, a, a VCR player up in the rafters or something. I don't know how he made that work. But that was the swap. He didn't actually get a chance to physically swap the tape. So he managed to be playing it from the VCR in his utility belt. I don't know. Heck, those things are heavy. So what, what was the fake memory that Batman put on that tape? Um, When, when Doctor Strange finishes the machine... I'm going to let Catwoman say what she remembers, because that's not what it was. It was Doctor Strange saying, I finally something, 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 I forget. <laughs> he said, but I remember he said, I can turn Batman into anything I want. Right, that was the key. So he made made the memory about Strange talking to his goons about how he can fool the Joker and the Penguin and Two-Face by making Batman whoever he wants it to be. 
What happens when they realize they've been tricked? They go for him. And one of the first things they do is the penguin uses his umbrella as... A sword. No, actually as a gun. Ooh, heck. I believe he shoots... Well, somebody, I think it's the penguin, someone shoots the tape right out of Doctor Strange's hands and breaks it in two. And then they chase him out. And where does Strange go? To a truck. And he drives the truck out to... The airport. Catwoman, do you want to be a part of this? Because you're not going to get any chances because your brother's going to say everything because he's standing at the microphone and you're dancing. <gasps> I love when you have things to say, but I hate it when I have to coax it out of you. So, you're going to the airport. He clearly can't outrun them. Oh, you were saying... You said something very funny, Catwoman, when he was running to the truck. Because what he, what's he carrying in his arms? Money. And what did you say? He's losing money, bro. And as he's running to the airplane, he's losing more money. I think it's because the animators just like to make money fly around, just like they did at the bridge in the first act, right? Yeah. Where, for no good reason, the money's just flying around. What happens to poor Doctor Strange? Well, he gets kidnapped. He gets criminal, criminal-napped. I suppose you could call it that. Doc napped. Yeah, I guess Doc napped. He gets taken onto the plane. And what are they going to do with poor Doctor Strange in the plane? They're going to put him near a door that's opened to catch a breeze because it's hot. It's hot. But what are they actually going to do? Push him off. Does he have a parachute? No. He does not. Does that happen? No. No. And why not? Batman. What does Batman do to save Doctor Strange? He breaks the plane's fuel hose. Yep. How did he get on the plane? This one they got on. What his butler, I forget, Alfred, drives the car and Batman's on top. And then he quickly grabs onto the wheel. Grabs onto the wheel, cuts the fuel line, and the plane begins to crash. Yeah. And who is waiting for them when they crash? Batman. Yes. And who who is... This is like the most amazing response time because... Police. And what did Bruce say right before he jumped onto the plane? Or he said something about, did you call Dick? Or, Bruce, or Alfred said something about calling Master Dick. Yes. Dick Grayson, Robin. So they crash, and then very quickly, who descends upon them? The police in a... They're like Zeppelins for some reason. Those air ships. We saw them in the Man Bat episode. On leather wings. Right. Good memory. Commissioner Gordon is there, and Doctor Strange is babbling on about how Bruce Wayne is Batman. Then who walks up as he's talking to Batman? Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne walks up, and they have a conversation. And so we're wondering, how the heck is Bruce Wayne having a conversation with Batman? And then at the very last scene... It's Robin. It's it's Robin as Batman. And he says and he says, Maybe I could just drop this crime fighting thing and and do Hollywood. Well I will say the and Oh could, and these late races really something something. Yeah, so he has to be on like some of these stilts. Leg make, braces? So he can be tall because Bruce is so tall and he's wearing a Bruce Wayne mask. But what I don't understand is how it was at all possible for Dick who's a teenager, to sound like Bruce Wayne. That is so weird. I mean, unless Bruce is a ventriloquist, I don't know how they did it. I mean, I know how they did it in the show. It's just the same guy doing both voices. But if it had been in real life, I don't think I would have believed it. I mean, there are times 
in the comics and other things where Dick, when he's an adult, when he's Nightwing, wears the Batman costume to provide an alibi for Bruce. But I don't think that's what's going on here. So, finish the episode, and Bruce says, I've had enough vacation to last a lifetime. Something like that. Not that important. We're at the end of the episode, and what do we do at the end of the episode? We talk about... Good part and bad part. What do you want to start with? Bad. Um... Ooh, boy. If you don't know, you can sit down and think. Do you know, Catwoman, what you thought was bad? Um, or was it all good? Let me think. Well, my thoughts are pretty well known. I didn't like the fact that the bad guys are so dumb as to think they actually had to pay money for that tape when they could have just taken it by force. As well as I think it's kind of oh, dumb that the goons dropped the money that they took from the judge. Now I'm ready. Go ahead. The tape. What about the tape? You don't when like... we see the second part of the tape, it was, like, bad. Can you explain why you think it's bad? I think I, there's nothing bad. Nothing bad? You like everything in the episode? It all makes sense? It's all fun? Wait. Except for the flying money. It was like... Yeah, the flying money. Strange. <laughs> okay. MCX, do you have something you don't like, or is everything good? Reading thoughts. Or just the idea that you think you just thought that that was a bad crime? Yeah, it's a really bad crime to steal somebody's thoughts. And this is what was good. Well, before you get to that, I'm gonna let's talk about that. Did you know? Of course, you couldn't know because you've not seen this, and I've not shown it to you. The idea of reading someone's mind and knowing Batman's identity is the exact plot that they used in Batman Returns. Batman Returns is the live-action movie. It's a sequel to Batman, which came out in 1989. Oh, not Batman Returns. I'm sorry. No. It was the plot of Batman Forever. It was the third movie. So Batman Forever was the first one that didn't have Michael Keaton in it, and it came out in 1995. The question I have is, did the writers of the movie, Lee Batchelor and Janet Scott Batchelor and Akiva Goldsman, did they have anything to do with this episode? Because, I wonder, Batman... I'd be really surprised if they are, but let's have a look. The story was by David Wise and Judith Reeves-Stevens, Garfield Reeves-Stevens. Based on the comic book series, The Dead Yet Alive, and I Am the Batman by Steve Englehart. Hmm, interesting. So they were mining from the same, the same sorts of stories. So it's possible that they read the same comic book and thought, hey, that idea of reading minds is really cool. But in Batman Forever, it wasn't Dr. Hugo Strange. It was the Riddler. Oh! I was right on one. That is so weird. I was right on one. I was right on one. Now we can talk about the things that we do like. Just when Dr. Hugo Strange just, I don't know, drops all the money at the airport. It was funny. Well, he he couldn't have had more than, like, I don't know, $200,000. After that, pot, I mean, that's what made me think it wasn't $57 million. Because that was a, unless he had like, I don't know, what's the biggest bill that we make? I don't even know. But it didn't 1, look like 57000 Maybe. What was your favorite part? <gasps> Seeing the child version of the governor or something. Of the judge? Yeah. And the real version. What, was, up. what was so cool about that? I just like how pretty she looked. Mm. I thought... The idea is really cool. I like the idea of stealing 
people's thoughts and using that against them. I thought that was a, a nifty idea. I think the part that I liked the most, to be honest, was I did not remember the Joker being in this episode. I barely remember this episode. It seems very much like the episode that we saw with the Mad Hatter, except for the Mad Hatter couldn't read his mind. Because that was his concern, that the Mad Hatter would be able to know what was happening in his dream. But Mad Hatter couldn't do that. Makes me wonder if Hugo Strange managed to get his hands on some Jervis Tetch tech to do this. At any rate, I like the general idea of the story, but I was genuinely surprised by the appearance of Joker. And I, I love the Joker. He's my favorite. So that leaves us to the ratings and the Batarangs. I can't give it five because of the plot holes, but otherwise it's a really solid episode. Probably a four. You've been pretty low with your ratings lately. So I'm wondering, are you going to stay within five? Or are you going to go back to your millions and billions of, st- of Batarangs? What do you think, MCX? 3.2. Actually 3.2? Not like 3.2 million, just 3.2? Just 3.2. Okay. And how about you, Catwoman? 3.1. Oh, I'm kind of sad that we're staying within five Batarangs now. I, I mean, it annoyed me at first, but now I'm kind of sad you're not doing it. I miss, <laughs> I miss the millions and billions plus one and infinity. <laughs> All right. So the next episode that we are going to see, <laughs> if I were to be awesome and prepared. You missed a billion. You, you, you can't say millions and billions and thousands and the next episode the next episode we are watching is called tiger tiger i saw a cat (laughs) and a woman yes it's tiger tiger but it's spelled with y's t-y-g-e-r tiger tiger no it still has the r it's still tiger but it's t-y instead of t-i-g-e-r it's t-y-g-e-r oh yeah tiger so what tiger. do you so what what do you think the chance Tiger who, who do you think's gonna be in Tiger Tiger? What are the odds? Catwoman. Your sister? No, I mean the character. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like cats, so I like Catwoman. Okay. I love all the cats. Well and even, even even every cat, even ninja cats. Alright, well even we will stealth cats. Every kind of cat. So we'll see all of y'all on the opposite side of this break where we will hear from our non-sponsors And thanks to our non-sponsors. The second half of our episode will be focusing on Tiger Tiger, which was aired on October 30th, 1992. It is the 30th in the air order, and it is the 14th episode on the second volume in the collection. We've already talked about the writing team of Michael Reeves and Randy Rogel, but the teleplay was written by Sherry Wilkerson. If we go by IMDb, which is all I'm ever doing these days, because who has time to do any more research? Sorry. She is not known for a ton of work in the television and movie industry. Wrote 11 episodes of the 1988 cartoon Superman. She also wrote an episode of DuckTales, which in retrospect probably should have been a cartoon that I had the kids watch before this one. Also 
little bit for the Transformers and My Little Pony and Gem. But the voice cast is where I really want to focus. We'll talk about it in more detail, but the voice of Tigress is Jim Cummings. And as I mentioned to the kids, he has a wide range of talents. Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Ray from Princess and the Frog, Fat Cat from the Rescue Rangers. The list is too long, but the man is a treasure. The next one is the voice of our main villain, Joseph Marr, or Maher, I'm not sure. He has one of those faces that you know you've seen. I know, at least I know that I've seen, but when I look through the credits, nothing jumps out at me as a show or a movie where I would have seen him. But he was in Mars Attacks, Chicago Hope, In and Out, guest star in Tales from the Crypt and Murder, She Wrote. I just remember him as being a really lovely character actor, but I can't place him in any of these things, but I know I've seen him. Coincidentally, in the first half of the episode, we talked about someone who had written the third Beastmaster movie. The star of the Beastmaster films is Mark Singer, and we get a return visit as the voice of Kirk Langstrom, the Man Bat. I think I'm going to have to add the Beastmaster to the list of films that we eventually review. I'm not sure how we're going to do movie reviews because those are long and we don't want to recap the whole thing. But as silly as the Beastmaster is, it is way more palatable than its sequel, and I'm assuming the third of the trilogy. He's also known for the original The TV miniseries and TV series, which I remember just overtaking my life when I was a kid, or at least my mom's VCR back in the 80s. And apparently he had one episode in the new version of V. But Mark Singer, I think, is probably one of those folks who could have had a humongous career as a superstar, but ended up becoming a character actor instead. And I'm sure he's happy with his work, but I wished after watching Beastmaster that he would have taken over the world. He probably could have played Mark Hamill's brother in something. I don't know, put the two marks together, one with the C and one with a K. But now let's talk about Catwoman, voiced by Adrienne Barbeau. I recorded this segment once before, and I went a long time talking about a lot of nothing. So I'm just going to focus on the very biggest ones. She was in a ton of episodes of Maud, which was a huge series with B. Arthur, but she was in an iconic movie, Escape from New York. And that's probably where I know her best. And for some reason, the fact that they have Maggie from Escape from New York cast as Catwoman just kind of blows my mind now as an adult that I didn't realize back then because I'd seen that movie and I never would have put the two together. I think her take on Catwoman is very subtle and nuanced and it's a real character. It's not any sort of caricature. So I appreciate the fact that she's acting the role as opposed to going for laughs. I almost forgot about this before I recorded this segment, but I'm going to read to you the entirety of the poem by William Blake that is referenced by the good doctor in the fight scene that the children will be talking about shortly. I'm sure that a literature professor would have a very illuminating analysis as to why this was an appropriate poem to be referenced in this show, but I'll let you look that up for yourself. I'll just read it to you. So here it is. The Tiger by William Blake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, 
What dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain? In what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil? What dread grasp dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night, what immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? We are back from having just finished watching the first segment of the episode Tiger, Tiger. So, MCX, before we watched the episode, we were trying to guess what the episode was going to be about, and what did you say you thought it was? Catwoman. That happens to be the name of your sister this episode. Yeah. So, Catwoman, who's in this episode? Catwoman. That's right. Catwoman is in this episode, and that is how the episode starts. So, where do we begin? The zoo. The zoo. Gotham Zoo. And who is at the zoo? Selena Kyle. What's she doing? Walking around looking at the tigers. And what does she say about to the tiger? If it wasn't for the human discipline. Discipline? I don't know. Hello, handsome. I don't think she said discipline. She said hello, handsome. Hello, handsome makes sense because she says that to the cats. And 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 then and then <laughs> and then just blah blah blah, something something something. If it wasn't for people, you would be running free. Right. And in as the she, wild. And as she's saying that, what do we see? A man. And where's the man? In a tree. And what does he do? Shoots her. Okay, sweetie. With a sleeping. With a sleep. With a sleek. With a sleeping toxin dart. Sleepy dart. Just right. sleepy dart. And when he gets close, what does he look like? An ape. Specifically. Gorilla. And you thought it was going to be who? Gorilla. Grod. But it's not Gorilla Grod. It's something else. I, we don't want to spoil it. It's I name. forgot his name, so I'm going to look it up. Wait, I remember. You, what do you think his name was? Goth. Goth? Is that what you both think? Goth. Yep. Goth. Goth? Okay, I'm going to look it up. Uh, but do, do, do. Batman, the animated series. Tiger, tiger. Okay, sorry. This is this is me not being prepared. And the <laughs> character's name is... They don't tell us. Say what? what? Goth. Goth. It's Goth. Or goth. They only they only gave us the names for the main characters. The main characters, Tigress, and well, I guess we'll never know, but we'll say goth for now because or that's goth. easier. You say goth and you now say goth. it's fine. Goth is fine. I can we can agree because we can also agree that he's not that important. Yes. So goth goes over to pick up Selena, and I keep I think I keep getting thrown. When we first saw her, I thought she was the reporter, but wait, does the reporter have red hair? Uh, okay, so I messed that up, but I think I'm so used to Selena having black hair in the comics. The blonde just throws me. So he's going to grab her, and who walks in on this scene? The police guard man. Uh, the night shift guard. What does he think that's happening before Goth turns around? Hey, buddy, you're not allowed to kidnap people here, eh? It's not what he said. No. <laughs> hey, buddy, the zoo's closed today. He did say that, but before he said that the zoo is closed, he thought that they were making out. He thought that they were kissing. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, was he surprised when Goth turned around with his whole gorilla face, yelled at him, and ran and knocked him into the tiger the cave. The tiger water. The tiger, yeah, the, the water inside the tiger exhibit. Yeah. Yep. And the tiger looked like he was about to attack him. Cut to the next next scene. Mm-hmm. Who do we see? 
Bruce Wayne. Where is he going? To a fancy restaurant. And he pulls out of his pocket what looks like is supposed to be a cell phone. Not a cell phone, a wireless phone. And he calls... Alfred. What does he ask? Alfred. Where is Selena Kyle? Where is Selena Kyle? I don't know why he would have bothered to call Alfred. Maybe. I don't know why Alfred would know. He just said, weren't you and Selena going to have a, have dinner? And then the maitre d' from the restaurant comes and says, Ms. Kyle said she was going to be late because she was going to be... Visiting a friend at the zoo. But she was even later than she said so. Way too late. Just way too late. There was going to be a delay. Right. Because she's visiting her friend at the zoo, and then Bruce says to Alfred to... that he's going to probably be late that night. What does Bruce discover when he gets to the zoo? Someone shot her. Well, yeah, all we know is we have the account of the security guard who, uh, what did he say about her? Something about her taste in boyfriends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not being very good. But uh, basically, Bruce shows up, and they tell him that, you know, there's a police business, he can't be there. So what does Bruce do? He goes to the tiger exhibit. Yeah, he sneaks in anyway, and he finds what? A uh, sleepy dark. And I think that's the last thing we see there, right? Yep. Is the next scene with Selena or with Batman? Selena. Selena. Oh, yeah, Selena wakes up. Selena. Selena. <laughs> so she wakes up. What's the scene that she wakes up into? In his lap. And? A big cat man shows up. But specifically, when she wakes up, is she just, like, lying on a bed, or what's happening to her? She's clamped onto a big sheet of wood. No, right. I think it's metal. Either way, she's clamped down to a big table, right? Whatever it is. She doesn't know what's going on, and something comes toward her. A cat. I think it's a dog cat. It kind of looked like a wolf at first. A dog cat wolf thing. But we find out later that the doctor, whose name is Dr. I forget. Dorian, I think. Yeah. Dr. Per- Dorian. Dr. Dr. Dorian? Doctor, I forget Dorian. No, his doctor is, his name is Dr. Emil Dorian. So we find out from the doctor that he prefers cats. So that's when we realize it's not a wolf, it's the actual, it's a cat man. So he's very large. A cat, uh, no, he's, it's a cat wolf thing. Well, he looks kind of wolfish, but he has um, apparently lots of cat DNA in him, but he's a full-size person, probably almost as tall as me, certainly as tall as Batman. And he starts sniffing her, and then Dr. Doran comes in and sends him off to go do his exercises or whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about the exercises in a bit. I'm trying to remember, do we find out exactly why Dr. Dorian kidnapped Selena? Because she likes cats. Well, he does know that she's Catwoman somehow. I'm wondering if that's ever going to be explained, but he knows who Catwoman is. It's obvious that he's planning to turn her into some sort of cat person, but we don't know why. I think he wants his... Cat person to fall in love with her? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Let's see if that <laughs> plays out. And then, what's the training? What's the exercises that he has to do? He has to take out Goth. Yeah, Goth's shooting a gun at him, and he keeps dodging everything. Mm-hmm. And he just grabs... Goth. He grabs Goth, hangs him upside down <laughs> from, like, the top of a... Pillar. Yeah. Pole or pillar thing, whatever it's called. So, blah, 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 blah. That's not important. Mm-hmm. Next scene. The Batman scene. Who's Bat... Bat- Who's Batman talking to? The guy who turned into Man-Bat. Langstrom. Dr. Langstrom. Right. And what did they discover about what's in the dart? A genetic thing. Mm-hmm. And he only has one cat thing from that doctor, whatever you call Yeah, Dr. Dorian. Well, basically, he's able to recognize that whatever's in that dart was from Dr. Dorian. He knows his work well enough to recognize the formula somehow. 
Oh, I know what it was. Just before, there was something that we forgot that was important before this scene. Dr. Dorian tells Selena that she already has been given the first dose. Mm-hmm. And then she gets the second dose. And they show it to us in shadow. So it looks kind of creepy. So what's going to happen to Selena after she takes that second shot? We'll find out in a minute. So that's where we find out, especially from Dr. Langstrom, that Dr. Dorian prefers cats. But whatever that cat was, how would you describe the cat that was in the lab? Monkey. That looked like a monkey, monkey cat. How about you? Really scared, and it actually kind of looks like a baboon. Yeah, a, it had, had a some of those features. Baboon slash cat. Baboon, baboon cat. Is it a baba kabo- cat? Is it a baba kaboon? cat? Kaboon. 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 So he gives one piece of information to Batman that's really important. Um, that he retired onto a small remote island, and that's where he keeps all of his genetically modified creations. And then Batman gets there, and he's looking through the skylight, and who tries to grab him? Goth. Does Goth take Batman in? Like, oh, what's, what's interesting is that he's looking over directly onto Dr. Dorian, and Dorian seems to be expecting Batman to be there. What does he say? Bring to... him in, Goth. And Batman has other ideas. Punches him. And then he just grabs him, and, and he just comes crashing down from that um, uh, um, that glass window. Right. Oh, it's uh, called us. And... Uh, this is Skylight. Skylight. And the, the only thing that's really important is the very last shot before we go to commercial when we see Selena. And what mm-hmm. does she look like now? A cat. A, cat. a, cat. a real cat woman instead of just cat woman who's mm. a woman that likes cats. And I thought that she kind of looked like the cheetah character from the comics. But, but, she, a, doesn't, but she doesn't have spots. Doesn't have spots. So Maybe a cougar? Perhaps. Well, let's continue watching and see what oh, we can find. Oh, that, that, that is really funny. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. That wasn't my intention, but okay. And we're back from the second segment. After the cutscene, we see Selena Kyle, but she's not actually Selena Kyle anymore. She's a real cat. Then Batman just grabs a table and uses the corner as a hammer to break the glass. And he tries to get her out, and Dr. Dorian says things like, you'll just confuse her. But it's clear that Selena doesn't really want to be there. And then... Um, whatever he's called again. Tigress. Tigress and Batman have fight. During the fight, Goth shows up. Mm-hmm. Goth. And he ends up putting a net over Catwoman and dragging her back into her enclosure, which is silly because there's a big hole in the window, in the glass, so she could just leave whenever she wants. But whatever. And Batman is stopped by Tigress. So what deal does the doctor give Batman? He's going to put Tigress up against Batman, and if Batman wins, he will give the antidote to reverse the mutations to Batman, and if he loses, he will do the third dose of the thing. Basically, what happens... And throw in... away the other antidote. Catwoman, can you describe <laughs> what happens between Batman and Tigress out in the jungle on this island? Um, Batman basically just throws three smoke bombs at Tigress. Then Tigress just pushes him down... Then Batman flips, so Tigress is being pushed down by him, and then Tigress flips back to normal, and they fall. Oh, that's right. They fall. And what happens at the end of the fall? Tigress broke um, Batman's fall. 
and as Batman's observing a tree, Tigress yes. comes up behind him, and we think the Tigress is going to attack him, but Batman was ready. And he had something in his hand, and we saw blah, 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 and he throws a net that does not look like a net. Yeah, some some cables that wrap Tigress to that tree. Yeah. They're pretty tight. M- MCX, why don't you tell us what happens back at the lab? Well, Dr. Um, the doctors, Dr. Dorian is is going to give Selena, Selena Kyle the third dose but of he, the thing. The third dose, but I thought that he, we were going to wait for the result of the Batman-Tigress fight. Because what did Batman say just before he left? How do I know that you'll keep your word? And Dorian says... How do you know? He said... You don't. And then Goth just puts the dart with the antidote inside a single shotgun. A rifle, yes. Yeah. And then shoots it straight at... Selena. Selena Kyle. But she dodges it, and then Selena Ah. escapes into the jungle. Do we really see anything else from her in this segment other than her just Sniffing. Blah, blah, blah. So the very last thing, and I'll round it out before we get to the end of this break... Uh, yeah, so this is mostly an action sequence, so there's not a lot of depth to talk about. For reasons, there's a rope bridge, a rope and plank bridge, I guess you could say, and he's trying to cross it. He's about halfway across when Tigris has freed himself and jumps onto the bridge. Batman throws a batarang at wait, Tigris. Wait, I wanted to say that there was a squirrel cat oh, right. on the tree. Yes, there was, well, there was, a, there was a cat cat squirrel hybrid at one point and when we in the last segment we forgot to talk about when batman arrives what does he see a cat owl or at least some bird owl I, cat. It, it could have been an owl cat it could have been a hawk cat it could have been anything but it was with... a cat with wings whatever you call them right anyway so when batman throws the batarang at tigress then he knocks it down and it cuts the rope bridge so the whole i guess uh one side of the rope bridge just falls and eventually, the whole rope bridge just snaps, and they're both tumbling down into the water as we wait, go wait, to commercial. Wait, wait. Yes. The owl cat, or whatever, or the bird cat, it kind of looks like the lion hawk. A lion hawk? Whatever it's called. A griffin. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. It's, a griffin works. Yeah. Um. Wait, wait. Doesn't griffin. a griffin? Doesn't wait. Is the griffin have the head of an eagle though, um, or it is has the head of the... a lion? Head of an, head of and lion. Head, head of a, head of a lion. Head of, head of an eagle. Body of a lion. And the tail of a serpent. And sometimes wings. And the front, and and the front feet are actually claws. Ah. Talons. So uh, and, and but there's and eagle mis- legs. Mis- okay. But the, but there's eagle wing. But there's eagle legs on the back. But this is. One without a tail, without the head of a hawk. Did it have no tail, or did it have a cat tail? It had a cat cat tail, cat body, cat head, and then bird wings. Yes. Okay. There's still, but there still was legs, so it could still. Okay. Are there any predictions on how the episode's going to end? Do you think that Batman's going to win? I believe so. So do you think that Selina is going to go back to being just regular Catwoman? But I like to Catwoman. She's like, beautiful. Like, I like it. I like, love cat. So you prefer Catwoman in cat form as opposed to Catwoman in human form? I really love cats, so yes. Okay, well. She looks way beautifuler. So you're rooting for the bad guy then? Yes. Gotcha. I'm not going to predict how Batman's going to win, but he's probably going to win. Let's see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. 
and they're falling down the chasm into the water from the broken rope bridge. How will our heroes survive? Well, Batman. You could get off the accent. <laughs> I like this voice. Okay, well, let's, uh... Well, wait, 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 wait. Batman falls on a tree, and then Tigress comes down, 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 and almost hurts him. But Batman quickly slides through and still holds on while Batman, I mean Tigress, swoops down. <laughs> And, and through falls, the tree. Falls, he goes falls, to, falls, 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 and we falls. and we think he's over. And that happens in like the first twenty seconds back from the commercial. So we think is Tigress already gone? Obviously not. Um, hold on. Do you wanna to talk to me or do you wanna to talk to the audience? I wanna to talk to you. What? I need a strong mad for this one. The boy child just asked me to do a a voice from Homestar Runner, and the problem is if I do that voice one, <laughs> it doesn't sound enough like strong bad. Yeah. Um, and also, it just trashes my voice. So I'm not going to be doing... How about Strong Sad? You, do you really want me to finish this segment as Strong Sad? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but if you laugh too much, it's gonna it's gonna take forever. I know. Okay. So Batman goes into the forest, and he finds Selina. But Selena smells Tigress, who somehow survived. <laughs> I have no idea why. We don't know how he survived. Maybe he's just that amazing. Maybe he's like a superhero or something. But what is the conversation that Tigress and Selena and Batman have that ends with Tigress not fighting Batman? I don't know. You've broken the rules of... Um, the doctor has broken the rules of nature? That's later. We don't talk about that now. That's when the doctor's there, too. We talk about it in the forest. Doesn't Tigress think that he's going to win Selena somehow? I don't know. I seriously don't know. Then you should really pay attention to things besides fights. There's story! Story happens! <laughs> it's amazing! I remember this story. <laughs> So what did Tigress think he had to do to win Selena so that she would stay with him? Fight man, bat, okay. fight man, fight Batman, and get him down. But Selena is a complex woman, and she does not respond to brute strength, except for when Batman does it. Ooh la la! <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm gonna be doing my, I'm gonna be doing this voice today. I really wish you wouldn't, because no one understands what you're saying. I'm going to talk scraggly. like this. I like it. Um, if this is what's yeah. going to happen when I do voices, then I think I should stop doing voices. Can Keep on doing your voice. Well, the problem is, sir, is that... You talk too fast. Yeah. Let's tell you what. Let's, let's, I'm just going to... Let's save... I'm just going to talk. Like... Okay. What, what, can you just talk into the microphone at this point? Well, hello. All right, so so basically uh, she says, I can't be one that way. And he says, but father said... Oh, right, that's the other thing is uh, we forgot to mention in the last segment that Tigress reveals that he's not just an animal who just growls. He can talk. Yep. When Selina says that father was wrong, he gets mad, he runs away. Somehow, Batman and Selina get back to the... Lab. lab faster than Tigress does. A lot of stuff happens in this lab fight. I'm trying to think of all that happens. 
But instead of going blow for blow, what happens in the lab? Let's hit on the big moments. Tigris gets mad. Tigris gets mad. What does Dr. Dorian try to do? Stop him. How? By saying no. Also, something a bit more drastic. I created you, and I can uncreate you. Right, and what does he try to do to him? What does he do to try to kill Tigris? Um... No, he tries to kill Selena. Is he shooting? Is he pointing at Selena, or is he pointing at Tigris? I know that he says he's tired of the insolence, so I assumed that he was pointing the shotgun at Tigris. But Selena has a part where she just turns around. And then what happens? And then Tigris just grabs the gun and makes it point the other way. What does he do to the gun? The doctor drops it. Tigris takes it from him. Where does he throw it? Oh, at the window. And then he starts throwing everything. But the bad thing is that he tried to throw something that would make fire. And why is that a bad thing uh, for Batman and Selina that Tigress is trashing the lab and making things explode? What are they worried about? The antidote. Right. So what do Batman and Selina do? Get out with whatever. Oh, goth. And she's like, well, I'm going to be this way forever. And then Tigress comes back out. The doctor? What does he say to Batman? We had to rewind to watch it, but what did he say to Batman about his father? My, father. My father. <laughs> do, you not he, do you not remember what he said? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm waiting, but I, I'd like to hear you say it. Do you remember? Nope. Father's mean or something. <sighs> my father needs help. Oh. Then Batman just we'll calls. We'll say, will, will you help him? And then Batman says yes, and then he calls the Batwing, whatever he's called. For an evac, that's right. Oh, yeah, I, sorry, there was something that you said earlier, um, MCX, about crimes against nature. That whole thing happens back at the lab. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember why he was reasoning with Tigris about that. At any rate, Tigris wants Selena to stay. And she says, does anyone no. want it? Long story short. Tigress gives her the antidote, and as she's leaving, as he's leaving, what does she say to him? Wait, wait, do you want to come with us? And she says, there's nothing for you here. And what does he say as he leaves? I don't know. There is nothing for me. Anywhere. His point is that he doesn't fit in anywhere. And then Batman recites the lines from the Blake poem, which I have already recounted for the audience. Before we do our ratings and our what we like and what we didn't like, I wanted to tell you something about the voice actor who does Tigris. In the segments where I introduce the episodes, I've been talking about the writers, people who write the story and other things they've written on, and some of the voice actors and other things that they've worked on. But I figured this one would be really cool for you to know, so I skipped it in the earlier segment. What's one of your favorite Disney movies? Lightyear. Okay. How about one that has a princess in it? Wait. What's one of your favorite uh, princess movies? Wait, I know one that might have the same voice. It's actually from The Princess and the Frog. Say what? The voice actor who does the voice of Ray. What? The lightning bug is the voice of Tigress. (laughs) Shut up. It's true. Also, (gasps) Winnie the Pooh has been around for a long time, but he has, in recent years, in the last 20 years, years or so, he is the voice of Winnie the Pooh. And of Tigger. But, but what if Winnie the Pooh and whatever he's called have a talk and they're talking at the same time? Well, some voice actors, I imagine, would do all of their, in this case, you could say Winnie the Pooh voice does all their Winnie the Pooh voice recording and then does all their Tigger recording. But I've also seen this actor. You might remember when we went to Comic-Con last year, 
mm-hmm. last summer. And we were in the big place, and I gave you the headphones to watch your shows because some of the jokes they were going to make were going to be adult jokes that I wasn't ready for you to hear. He's done that. It's called Twisted Tunes, and it's Jim Cummings, and Jim Cummings has been there, and I have seen him just go from voice to voice to voice. So I'm sure he's capable of talking like Pooh and then talking like Tigger and then going back to Pooh and then back to Tigger and then jumping over to Ray if he wanted to. And he just jumps through all the voices really, really quick. So back to what we were going to normally do at this time. Things we liked the most. Seeing two cats that were actually people. Yeah. You thought Selena was prettier as a cat than a human. So, of course, you like that. What about you? My favorite part is just seeing every single part with tigers because I have never seen a mutinized cat. Well, I think Tigress is actually a panther. Hmm. Because he's all black, and the black fur has gone through many species of the cat family. Hmm. I, I, the reason... <laughs> this is going to be dumb. You know the thing I like best about it? What? The fact that it was mostly action, which made the recording of this segment a lot shorter. <laughs> okay, how about things that you didn't like and possibly a suggestion on how to improve it? Tigress's voice. What didn't you like about his voice? Too low needs to be medium. It's too low, and I can't real. And I know what he's saying, but it's just it doesn't really sound like it's really a person. Yeah, it sounded like they had possibly run it through some special effects to get that sound. Do you think, or do you think that was the sound of his voice? I think they put it through sound effects because he was talking while he was growling. I think like this. Yeah. I, always I thought that was like a little strange, too. And, and if he was able to make that sound entirely on his own, then more power to him. He's very talented. What about you? Um, the fights and... No, so you didn't like the fights? We're talking about the things we didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like the fights today. Oh, really? Why not? You're because, usually all about the fights. Because I really like the fist fighting, and it's more of, like, just jumping and stuff. So this is more jumping and claw fighting. Yeah. Also, may you please hold my mic back? Why am I holding the mic? What are you doing? I'm going to do my roar. Okay. Hello. I have no idea what that looked like because I'm not facing the screen. Uh, Things I didn't like. I think I would have liked to get more. um, I think it's interesting because when I read the the description of the episode, it talks about how maybe I missed it. So I apologize if my attention faltered, but it, it didn't seem as obvious from the doctor's point of view, from the doctor's words that he was trying to find a mate for Tigress. I don't think you remember him saying that when he gives Selena the doses in the first segment, but I could be wrong. So if that was the case and I missed it, then I apologize. But it, his motivations didn't seem super clear um, until the very, very end when you hear Tigress talk about, well, father said this. So I just wanted that to be more clear. Ratings. Batarangs. Recently, you've been on a roll of actually using only five batarangs instead of the millions, and i got to say, it's it actually kind of made me sad. How do you feel about this episode? I've been starting with you most of the time, so I'll start with you again. How many batarangs would you give this episode? I would give this a two. A two? Did you really dislike it that much? Actually, i give it a four. Okay, so you're out of five. I like cats. Gotcha. I love cats. Are yes, you within so the five, or are you more than five? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. I thought it, it was solid. I guess I'm a little sad that Tigress isn't going to come back as a bad guy, a la Man Bat. I was wondering whether we were going to see Langstrom again, and we do. And I think 
we might see Man Bat again. I don't know what episode, but I think it's coming Shut up. Shut up. But uh, we are at a very important point in the podcast. As of the end of this recording, we will have recorded half of the episodes for season one. <gasps> 16 episodes we've recorded out of 32. I'm hoping that the pack 16 will be as entertaining or more entertaining and hopefully not take me three hours to edit. Three but hours. <laughs> I think one of these days, if you guys are being particularly problematic, I might just make you sit and watch me edit and see how long it takes. Moo, moo, moo. No, maybe you'd, no, maybe, you'd, no. maybe you'd act a little different when we're recording. It's the end of the episode. You guys want to sign us off? I'm going to give you a hint. Bye-bye. Oh, wait. But I forgot. Before we go, here are the Batman episodes that we are going to talk about next week. Dreams in Darkness. Okay. And Beware the Grey Ghost. That's going to be a real special one. I can't wait to talk to you about why that's special Um, next time. I'm going to give you a hint on what my um, uh, name is going to be for next week. Okay. It's going to be Greninja's Powered Up Form. Greninja's Powered Up Form. So yep. those of you who are Pokemon fans... You'll probably guess my name really quickly. <laughs> and I really hope that the good folks at Pokemon are not paying close enough attention to this show. So, kiddos, the episode's name is Dreams in Darkness. Wait, 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 wait. Who do you think might be the bad guy? Um, Wait, 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 wait. The Hatter guy. You think the Hatter? Because the last time we had dreams, it was the Mad Hatter. What do you think, sir? Probably the Gentleman Ghost. Well, the Grey Ghost, you mean? The Grey Ghost. Oh, yeah. Then Beware the Grey Ghost is the second episode. And MCX thinks it's going to be the Gentleman Ghost. What do you think? Um, I definitely agree with myself. Okay, so we have predictions for Mad Hatter and the Gentleman Ghost in next week's episodes. Let's see if that actually is the case. Okay. Any final words for sign-off? Bye. For this is in dark nation episode 16. Bye bye. You have been listening to Indoctrination. You can find us on Twitter at Indoctrination or email us at Indoctrination at gmail.com. Share your suggestions for the final sign off, and you could be the listener for the week. You should be able to find all this information and all recent episodes at Indoctrination.com. Rate and review us if your podcatcher lets you. I hope you are nice to us. Many thanks to my children for going along with this and my spouse for encouraging it. I promise I'll get to the dishes soon. For Mega Charizard X and Catwoman, I'm their dad. And to our listener out there, deadbolts don't have handles. So, I would love to be able to tell this story going forwards instead of going backwards. <laughs> All right? Correct. Please stop kicking my chair. Hello. Stop. Stop. Somebody stop. <laughs>